Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Enjoying the freedom, mate. Enjoying it. Yeah, freedom. Not today. Thank you. With Jake Yap. In a second, we'll have a little bit from the BAFTAs. But first, everybody's favourite curmudgeonly old japester. He loves the gags. Uh, John Humphreys wrote a piece for the Daily Mail this week. Uh, he's not a huge fan of commerce, Humphreys. Uh, it was a rather laboured piece trying to uh, somehow thumb the whole issue of Europe into the seven ages of man off of Shakespeare. John, it's OK. Stop trying. You can just go to seed now. You're not relevant and no one's interested. Uh, the article's peppered with Churchill quotes. It's a bit like quoting the Bible, that. There's always going to be something to serve your argument, whatever it is. Uh, Personally, uh, when it comes to the Bible, I'm a huge fan of Psalms 81.10. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. Uh, He says, "Um, we have been on the right side of history before and I believe we may well be again. We will not simply revert to the way we were in my youth. We've absorbed so much of Europe. It's food, it's different cultures, it's faith. Faiths, uh, the young today travel, study, work, marry in Europe. No, no, no. You see, you're ending that. You're finishing that. You can't say, oh, they do all that and then stop that. Uh, He says, uh, we can keep the best of all that. No, you've just ended that. While breaking free of the bureaucratic dominance, what Dominic Cummings, which elsewhere in the article he calls brilliant, terms the blob. Uh, Humphreys then harks back to a newspaper cartoon from 1940 and a British soldier looking out over the cliff saying, Very well then, alone. Utterly romanticised cack. It was a horrific time. All hope of peace and justice was held in the balance and thank God we won. But don't think that living in that kind of precarious state is some kind of wonderful place anyone in their right mind wants to return to. I was born in 1973, yet Humphreys, born during the Second World War, seems to be the one who's inured to the horror of it. Is it because he survived? Is it that? Does he think that we're actually immune to conflict? Has he got that syndrome where he's like, well, we won't, we'll see him off. And even if it's not conflict, the idea that we should be this little aloof prong sticking out into the North Sea. He says... Much of the rest of the world is puzzled by the way that Britain is behaving, but it is also intrigued. The French are really interested in what's going on across the Channel. What is that small island with its extraordinary history up to? It's extraordinary because we were cretinous thugs and went and invaded everybody and nicked everyone's resources. That's the only extraordinary thing I'll give you. We're like those mad neighbours next door now. Humphrey sees us as... Tom and Barbara Good. Ah, hello, love. 
striking bravely out for ourselves. In reality, we're more like my current neighbours who have half a desiccated BMW in their back garden and are ordering the other half piece by piece off of Amazon. Weird and mad and kind of really annoying when you have to take in their delivery of an exhaust manifold. Finally, Humphreys observes, It is sad there's no eighth age, but maybe not. The future is in the hands of the young. I'll bet they will do no worse than we did. No, John, it's pretty sure we will. If you care to read any of the thoughts of James Lovelock, the futurologist, who said, enjoy life while you can, in 20 years, global warming will hit the fan. He said that in 2008. We've got eight years left, and before you start dismissing him as a doomster and a gloomster, he was the advisor to Shell, who in 1965 predicted that the environment would be the biggest impact on their business by the turn of the century. So there's that there then, and cheers for that, mate. All of this, of course, happens with the backdrop of the police investigating a Brexit poster, which demands people living in council flats speak English or move out. This was in Winchester Tower in uh, Norwich. Uh, the heading of it is Happy Brexit Day. Happy Brexit Day! As we finally have our great country back. I know that's not how they talk. I don't care. Uh, we feel there's one rule that needs to be made clear to Winchester Terror residents. We do not tolerate people speaking other languages than English in the flats. Do you not? It's more like that, isn't it? All right, boy? I've got a friend who does a really good... <sighs> Norfolk accent. Anyway, we are now our own country again, and the the Queen's English is the spoken tongue here. I'll read that for you again. Uh, by the way, there's no apostrophes in this sentence. We are now our own country again, and the the Queen's English is the spoken tongue here. Not very well! Dear God! If you do want to speak whatever is the mother tongue of the country you came from, then we suggest you return to that place and return your flat to the council so they can let British people live here. Oh, the best people in the world. And we can return to what was normality before you infected this once great island. It's a simple choice. Obey the rule of the majority or leave. Again, like Humphreys, not fans of commas. Watch out for commas, guys. They seem to be... Uh, Little sign that there's something going on upstairs. Uh, you won't have long till our government will imp uh, will implement rules that will put British first. So best evolve or leave. God save the Queen, your government, and all true patriots. Twitch, twitch. It's all about that, isn't it? Really, that's what it's really all about. It's about empowerment. It's about that pleasure of feeling like you've got the power and you've got the status. And other people don't. And I get that. I, I get it. I understand there's a huge swathe of the population who feel like uh, we've got nothing. You know, we've been downtrodden and ground underfoot. And that's true. Of course. And a good fun fix to that, a good hit to the ego is to feel a little bit superior to the people around you. Not to get angry with the people who are miles away in their big gated up piles in the country and stuff. It's going to be much quicker and easier to get a little something off the little brown people next door, isn't it? I understand that. I felt that once. I I was at school and I, I was bullied a lot at school. And then there was there was one day, and it it was awful. I um me I had a little little group of friends, two or three friends, 
And for some reason, me and one other, maybe two others, just decided to gang up on another one of the friends. We came up with what we thought was an amusing little rhyme involving his name. His name was Martin. And for sort of one rather sickening lunchtime, uh, uh, we went round just sort of singing it at him. And I remember seeing his face and I remember seeing the kind of burn on it. And I remember feeling amazing. Uh, I felt suddenly powerful. And it was because I'd, I'd been bullied and suddenly I was the one with the power and it felt incredible. And I, I don't feel good about it now. I, I hope, I'd like to think that it was just that one day that I did it. I don't think I did it anymore because uh, I think even that day I kind of thought, oh, I don't feel very good about that afterwards. But I remember in that moment flexing that muscle and just feeling awesome power. I went to Montana once and I shot a gun and it was the same feeling. You suddenly felt like I've got this awesome power in my hands and it's addictive. And that's the trouble. Everybody's now on a little bit of a high with that. And when you're in that state, you're not necessarily going to judge things quite as well as you ought to. Anyway, good luck, Britain. (laughs) Let's turn to the BAFTAs. And the Bantz Academy of Film and Television Award for Best Banter Merchant goes to... Come on. Come on. Brad Pitt. Every Cockney's favourite actor and way to spend 11.10 to 11.17am for being an utter ledge with Brexit Bantz and Harry Bantz and OMG Will's face there. Look, you couldn't make it up. Utter ledge. He also wins a special award for doing that weird thing with his tongue and mouth like this. And eating in every scene. But then, up the BAFTAs, it was time for some diversion. The evening's entertainment from the Cirque du Ombre Solaire, a torturous piece of human acrobatics, a sequence technically incredibly difficult and yet somehow still meritless. I've got the clip here for you. Sadly, though, uh, the audio of it alone probably doesn't quite do justice to it because it was quite a visual piece, so uh, I'll attempt to audio describe it for you. A small, portable lady in black walks onto the stage with three men dressed in white. The portable lady leans back into the gentleman's arms and is launched gracefully into the air and... into one of the stage lights. Shaking the shards of broken glass from her hair, she does some gymnastic floor work that you couldn't quite describe as something qualified to be called dance. And as she runs to the men, their arms lock and she is propelled into a camera, pushing the thigh bone back into the socket of her pelvis. Again, she has launched into, for God's sake, who brought chickens? This is BAFTA. Come on. And as the music ebbs to a tasteless close, the portable lady is enfolded by the three burly chaps and for one final majestic leap, soars over the audience and into Gwyneth Paltrow. Truly a spectacle to be forgotten as quickly as possible, although Olivia Coleman managed to milk quite a few good cutaways out of it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, it's been a funny old morning. Uh, People have been watching me. This isn't me descending into some kind of deep paranoia. Uh, It's a a brave new world. And uh, Patreon is now a thing. Uh, And you could get involved if you wanted. Uh, I'm delighted to say people have signed up to support the podcast. And you can now, too, directly. Uh, And there's lots of fun benefits to be had out of that. I don't know if you call it a benefit, but you can actually watch me. Uh, making the podcast live from about 5.45 each morning uh, if you are, I can't remember, some kind of tier of subscriber. Uh, If you are interested, and it would be brilliant if you did support this, uh, it's patreon.com slash nottodaypod. Uh, There's various perks for you. Some rather beautiful badges, which uh, Julie, who... I'm going to say more than a friend of the show's effectively becoming its producer now, uh, has sourced. Thanks very much, Julie. Uh, also, you can get a, a name check on the show. You can uh, get a song written for you. You can... I can't remember what all the perks are. There's loads of them. Check it out. Uh, and thanks very much to everyone who's already signed up. I've been completely overwhelmed by that. It's brilliant and and genuinely life-changing so thanks uh let's trawl through some of the emails and stuff going back quite a long way now uh, joel emailed to say if you don't give at least 20 seconds to katie hopkins hemi demi semi downfall then i'm going to unsubscribe and you don't want that joel i do not want that she was a total non-entity in my year at university. Some five-a-penny cookie-cutter Sloan. Wow. Who was so utterly average, you can see why she wants the attention now. Every now and then, I've trolled her on Twitter to say that I have an embarrassing drunken photo of her from Exeter in 1994. I don't. And that she tried to snog me. She didn't. But I've got nowhere, so I gave up. 
Yeah. Uh, Piers Morgan and her are the same nasty, grasping ilk, and while you've had a go at him, isn't she worth a nice little song? I appreciate this gives her more attention, but hopefully not any she'd like. The Helmer piece had me frothing like a Lutterworth John. <laughs> and the cut of her speech at the fake awards dinner has enough to go on. Yes. He says perhaps she's too easy a target. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you saw that, but someone flew uh, Katie Hopkins 1,600 miles to collect a fake award... It was uh, an incredible piece of trolling. And you kind of think, really? Really? And then you see the footage and all of the things she says that are so utterly, horrifically racist. No, no, it it probably was. It probably was worth it. Anyway, Matt's been in touch. Hello, Matt. A Patreon subscriber, no less. Yes, that's right. He says, what ho, Jake? Uh, that's a phrase you can't use in America. It means something very different. Let me say that again, young lady. Uh, I trust in earnest that you had a pleasant weekend. It was, yeah. Uh, my warmest regards to Jem, Carenza, Julie, Hedy and Richard, and of course your many other yapostles. You could get yourself a yapostle badge on Patreon. Anyway, so Friday just gone, says Matt. My wife and I attended Justin Timberlake's birthday party. Since he moved to Chesterfield from Winner, she's become something of a celebrity around our parts. Indeed, he's reasonably well-known, largely due to his relationship with Janice from Poundstretcher, she being a local character and bon vivant. They're well-matched, clearly love each other, and they do sterling work with produce from their allotment, raising cash for the local primary school. That's so Justin, isn't it? Now, as you may be aware, quite a few rubes were throwing parties themselves on Friday evening, something to do with breakfast or whatnot. And now being able to say stuff about the Welsh, the Scottish and the Londoners that they weren't allowed to say before breakfast or something like that. Anywho, Marshall from next door fought during the war, you know. Well, he claims he played a lot of risk during the Falklands conflict, so that has to count for something, doesn't it? Right, so Marshall also decided to throw his breakfast party on the same night as Justin Timberlake's birthday party. And this put his nose out of joint a little. We're all there in Justin's house. Justin's house. Having a lovely time playing cards against humanity. When Marshall... That's a real game, isn't it? When Marshall comes a-knocking, doesn't he? There he is, dressed in naught but Union Jack boxer shorts, an England foot sport shirt, and a see-through vinyl poncho and hood emblazoned with to protect me from liberal tears on the front and back. <laughs> he waves his can of Stella at us. All right, you pansies, he says. Having your own breakfast party, are you? Didn't you know I was having one missing? Oh, he was northern. I forgot. Sorry. There was quite a lot of waggling going on around his tummy and crotchal region, so many of Justin and Janice's guests averted their eyes. Out of respect and an urge to document local history, I remained vigilant. Um, ah, no, replied Justin. I've gone Justin Fletcher, not Tim Blake. See, it's my birthday today, and we thought we'd just have uh, a few friends round for a couple of drinks and such. On breakfast day, you having a party that's not a breakfast party on breakfast day. Marshall was beginning to look as though he was leaning towards apoplexy. Well, it is my birthday and we kind of had this plan for around nine months. I have quite the busy schedule, you know. Tim Blake, or Mr Tumble as his friends call him, said with a smile. Don't smile at me with your gorgeous eyes, you patsy. Crikey, Marshall does get his dander up swiftly. It's unpatriotic liberals like you that got us into this in your first place. I was born in Memphis, Mr Tumble replied. I am losing this. Exactly, frothed Marshall. You should get home to where you come from. Winnersh, 
Mr. Tumble was genuinely a little nonplussed by now, as am I, if I'm being honest, which, of course, again, I am not. I, I'm... Is anyone here plussed? Hmm. Marshall crumpled his can of Stella, spilling what must have been the last third of it on Justin and Janice's doorstep. It's the last of me, he said. Well, quite, said Mr. Tumble. You live at number 26. I see you every morning. And <laughs> I'm not touring, of course. <laughs> Went Marshall, and he turned on his heel to return to his breakfast party, the bonfire, the effigy of Greta Thunberg, and the casually racist gathering down the road. So that's it. I do have a true story of me putting my size 11s in my mouth last week, featuring me, my making a joke about breakfast, meaning breakfast, to a teacher who, it turns out, is a right-wing nut job and the subsequent histrionic reaction, but I'm still a little bruised by it. Look, if nothing else, let this podcast be therapy for you, Matt. Apologies for the length of this as I read it back. Clearly bonkers email. Appreciate you can't read everything out, especially the rubbish I've voiced upon you, but my thumbs appreciate the exercise. No, I went for it. I think it's important not to uh, not to censor these things. Uh, finally, John. Dear Jake, I tried to defrag my ex-girlfriend. To my surprise, it was a success. She became smoother and less, less crotchety, though she still likes to knit. That was a pun on crochet, he explains. Now she does things faster and remembers things that happened, like when I destroyed the green shed in 48 hours and found a Victorian mustard spoon in the rubble. Unfortunately, my ex found God, so her USB port was permanently off limits, as was her disk drive. P.S. Why aren't you doing something about recycling children's car seats? Have we just... <laughs> I feel like we've we've descended to a, a strange place. Let's, um, let's leave it there, shall we, for now? Uh, maybe. Uh, uh, check out Patreon. Patreon.com slash nottodaypod, I think. I think it's that. Let's just check. I'm pretty sure it's that. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll be back tomorrow with something a little bit more lucid. Mondays are hard. Tuesdays are better. Uh, I hope you'll join me for it then. And uh, I've got some fun ideas, actually. I'm, I'm going to tell you some of the things that I've got that I'm planning on doing this week. Uh, I'm planning on doing a uh, John Major and Tony Blair podcast because that's what irrelevant old white men do. On that note, from me, Jake Yap, uh, thanks very much indeed for your contributions and for your attention. Uh, We'll try and get it a little bit back on the rails tomorrow and see you then. Take care. Lots of love. Bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.